Lord, we thank you for the honor, the privilege of being in your presence and being in fellowship with one another. Lord, I pray now that this word that we are going to reflect on will speak to us. Lord, I pray that the minds of our spirit, the eyes of our spirit will be open to see that which you want us to see. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, let's just uh, continue reading a few uh, more verses uh, in that same chapter, and we'll get up to uh, verse 32, Luke chapter 2. Now, verse 22, where um, Reverend Lovinsa has uh, read, uh, said that that there was a time that came uh, for a specific activity, and that was the purification rite. And this was specified in the law uh, of Moses. And when that time came, the parents of Jesus, as was known then, Joseph and Mary, took him to Jerusalem. In other words, they complied with what the law of Moses had specified uh, should be done. And then I want to take up, you know, verse 25 says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. There were many men in Jerusalem at that time. But the Bible brings out this man called Simeon. And I was thinking there are many men in Kampala. Some of us live in Wakiso, but we claim to live in Kampala. Eh? <laughs> okay? Wherever you are, and wherever the gender, whether man or female, there are many people. But can you be singled out like this man Simeon was? singled out. And the Bible continues about Simeon and said that he, who was righteous and devout. You know, so if he was unrighteous, if he was not devout, probably he would not have been singled out. Continues to say he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. He was waiting. You know, in uh, Acts chapter 1, Jesus told the disciples, wait. Many of us, since instant coffee was invented, we don't like waiting. We want it now and then, or even yesterday. Eh? Okay? But this man was Waiting, A promise had been given, and this promise was to all Israel. But in Israel, there was this one man who was waiting for that promise to be fulfilled. And the Holy Spirit was in him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom 
of the law required. Now we see a collision taking place here. On one side were the parents who were following the traditions of Moses. Very interesting. These parents were youth. If this was old saints, these are people whom you would very likely find at the 3 p.m. service on Sunday, not at the 8 o'clock service, certainly not at the 12 o'clock service. But they were people, much as they were parents, they were following the what? The traditions. Now there's something about godly traditions. Hallelujah. So now, godly tradition collides with an old man, probably as old as me, whom you probably find at the 8 o'clock service. But this old man, the Bible says the Holy Spirit was on, on him, and he was led by the Holy Spirit. Now I just see people who are just slightly younger than me here, except there was a young child I saw coming, but probably I was already gone to the nursery school. But sometimes the young people think these old people cannot be led by <laughs> by Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit was, and then also some of us old people think Holy Spirit cannot leaders, eh? but this old man was led by the Holy Spirit. Let me read on, then I can start the preaching before Reverend tells me time is over. Eh? So moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and so when the parents bring them, so 28, Simeon took him, that is Jesus, in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. Then verse 32, where we get our theme for today, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. So our theme today is, in him is light. In Jesus is light. And verse 32 says, he's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of the people of Israel. So, there are three characters here. There's the eight-day-old infant child who is actually the center of the story. Eight-day-old not even bubbling yet, but is the center of the story. Friends, may Jesus be the center. May he be the focus of our life, of our worship, of our ministry, of the church. Because that is what counts. But then, as already we had cited, there were also these two young parents, really youth. Mary probably would have even been in the teen service. It is Joseph 
who qualified to attend the what? The 3 p.m. service. But these young people followed a godly tradition that had been passed on from since the time of Moses. And friends, it is good to be led by the Holy Spirit, as we shall be seeing. But it is also very useful to follow godly traditions. That, that tradition could be that before you sleep, you say prayer. That tradition could be that when you wake up, the first things you do are whichever order you would like to follow, prayer, take, uh, reading the scripture, worship. That godly tradition would be that you regularly find a place where you fellowship with other brethren. That godly tradition would be that you regularly offer yourself to participate in some form of ministry. You see, there are times when you first start doing it because it is a godly habit, then the anointing follows. Then there are also, of course, times when the anointing will drive you uh, to do it. So these people followed the godly tradition. Now imagine if Joseph and Mary had neglected the godly tradition. Simeon would have been there, but Jesus would not have been there. So how many times do we miss divine opportunities because of not following godly traditions? Sometimes the godly tradition is just that Reverend Lovinsa, after somebody has preached, makes the altar call. Even when the preaching has been about SCP giving, you still make the what? <laughs> the altar call. And you'd be surprised that there's somebody there who will give their lives to Christ. Stories told of a preacher who was just practicing. So he went to the bushes, to the forest, to practice his sermon. Then at the end, he makes an altar call and somebody who had gone to commit suicide had the whole sermon and responded to the altar call. So there's a place, friends, for godly tradition. What are the godly traditions that you're following? And if they are godly traditions, then they are also ungodly traditions, habits, characters that we need to get rid of, that we need to be delivered from. But then the third character is this man, Simeon. From the way the scripture describes him, he must have been an old man. Because it says he, has, he had been waiting. And there's another scripture which brings in Anna. Eh? So Simeon probably was a member of the seniors, Ministry, not just a member, but a senior member of the seniors' ministry. But what is interesting about this man was the Bible says he was righteous and devout. Now that takes something that in the in his old age, 
He can be described as what? Righteous. And he can be described as devoted. Many people are righteous when they are children, okay? <laughs> Many people are devoted when they are in school. But once they succeed in school, they come, start earning money, the righteousness is, and the devotion is thrown aside. But this man is in his old age, he's still described as righteous and devout. May God give us that kind of consistency. Hallelujah. You know, once in a while, of course I don't, I know, I, I don't measure in any way to Simeon, but once in a while I've met people and they say, you are still at all saints. Eh? And I'm wondering, but eh? where do you expect me to be? Eh? <laughs> where? Eh? Okay, but this man the Bible also says he was, he was a prayerful man. We cannot pray too much. The Bible says Holy Spirit was upon him. We cannot be overfilled by the Spirit of God. Bible says he had had a promise from God. When was the last time you heard from God? Or have you ever heard from God at all? When we read the word of God, do we read it with the expectancy that we will hear from God? When you go into the place of prayer, do you just go and start doing like you're doing a radio broadcast? Eh? You are the broadcaster. You speak, 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 and you do not expect that God can speak back to you. And God speaks. God speaks through his word. God speaks through the preaching and teaching of the word. God will speak through another brother or sister. God speaks to us, the Bible says, through dreams, through visions. God speaks in many ways. But this man had God. And when we desire to hear from God, God will speak to us. When we obey him, when he speaks, he will speak all the more. Do you know that when you dislike a person, it is very difficult to hear what they are saying? Very likely they have to raise their voice before you can. Because in your mind you have what? Switched off. So, but the life of Simeon was that he was switched on and he was able to hear God. Now, so this then, the characters, the infant who is the center of the story, the youthful parents who were following godly tradition, and this old man, devout, filled with the Holy Spirit, and obedient to God, then come together and bring us now to our verse 32. A light 
for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Now, this light has two aspects to it. Number one is that this light brings revelation. It brings people to know God. But also, this light displays the glory of God. You know, some of you have these nice buildings and you design lights so that it can bring the beauty of the building. I have one time I visited a cousin and he had put lights in the compound. Eh? And in the evening when he switches on, the light, there's such beauty that comes through the what? The compound. So this light has those two aspects. Now, God reveals himself to man. Bible says about Abraham that God revealed himself to Abraham. I will just read uh, Genesis 17, 1 and 2. The Bible says, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will in and will greatly increase your numbers. So, the order of things is that first, God reveals himself to Abraham. Then, after the revelation, then comes the covenant. And then, after the covenants, come the promise. So, we see again in... Um, Exodus chapter 3, when Moses encounters God, God reveals himself. So Moses sees this bush which is lit up, but it is, yet it is not burning. And then he turns and goes to, to find out what is happening. You see, when light comes, there can be two reactions. There is the reaction of the moth that when light comes, the moth gets attracted to the light. But then there's also the reaction of the cockroach that when light comes, the cockroach hides. So when God reveals himself, when God came walking in the evening in the garden after Adam and Eve had sinned. They behaved like the cockroach. They did what? They hid. But when God reveals himself to Moses, in fact, God shows his glory. What does Moses do? He's like the moth. He's attracted to that. So, where then is the secret the secret, we see it in both the youthful parents and the old man. Youthful parent, the godly tradition. As you keep at it, you will eventually encounter God. But also, we see the old man, his life, 
he's devoted, he's righteous, he's prayerful, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the two help that there is this attraction to the revelation. So God reveals himself, but the challenge for you and I is, are you a moth or are you a cockroach? The prayer point for us is that we pray that our families, we pray that our city, we pray that our nation will be moth that gets attracted to this revelation and not cockroaches that run away from the revelation of God. You know, when God came on Mount Sinai during the Exodus, the children of Israel told Moses, ah, 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 Moses, you go and deal with God. We don't want to encounter him. In other words, they chose to be cockroaches. And even now, friends, I remember one time I was in a time of prayer. So I come to this cathedral and I kneel at this altar in the morning, Friday morning. Nobody else was around perhaps. Maybe uh, the brother, the Vajra was somewhere hiding. Eh? Then as I'm praying, I almost audibly hear God speaking to me. To my shame, I got so scared that I stood up. <laughs> okay? Then later I was like, Lord, I am sorry. You know, first you are praying, God, speak to me, reveal yourself to me. Now when God begins to reveal, I am so scared. You know, so what is it that is holding you in the cockroach zone that would make you to withdraw from the light of the revelation of God? Is it fear? Is it some sin that you find so sweet that you don't want to let go of? Is it ignorance of the word of God? What is it that is holding you in the cockroach zone. You need to deal with it so that you can absorb the revelation. So let me um, and you see the more we respond the more we get attracted to the revelation, the more God reveals himself. Hallelujah. The more you dig into the word of God, the more you understand and the more you want to dig more into the word of God. The more you pray, the more you want to pray. The more you go out ministering, preaching, uh, witnessing, praying for people, doing all kinds of ministry, the more you want to, to do that. So revelation, responding to revelation causes more revelation to come your way. And the good news here then is that previously the revelation came to Abraham and then God became known as the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But here now the revelation is extended to Gentiles, to you and, and I. Hallelujah. That we can then get to know 
God. So my great-great-grandfather, I think he was called Goribi, did not know <laughs> God. The, the, the missionaries had not brought this revelation. His son, Oba, did not know God. This revelation, this light had not been made known to them, to him either. Then there was also the son of Oba called Anyala. He also did not know God. Then comes my grandfather, Kerry. Now my grandfather was born at the time when missionaries had now brought the gospel to my people in Acholi. So he got to know this light. My father had the opportunity to know this light, but it was me who witnessed to him and led him to, to Christ. You see, so there's still um, a role for us to carry this light so that other people get to see it and to receive it. So in summary, friends, may Jesus be the center of our faith and ministry. May we establish and practice godly habits and routines, but also break loose from ungodly habits and routines. May we allow, may we desire Holy Spirit to fill us. And when Holy Spirit fills us and God speaks to us, may we be willing to hear God. And when we hear God, may we have the grace to obey what he's saying. May God reveal himself to our families, to our city, to our nation. Because when that light is revealed, darkness cannot stay there. Hallelujah. When the light here is switched on, darkness flees. And may we be drawn to that light and not run away from it. God bless you.